Perik Tes, Mishnah, Gimel, and Dalit. So we start with Perik Tes, Mishnah, Gimel, chapter 9, Mishnah 3. Ma bain Pesach Rishon Lesheni. What are the differences between the original, the first Korban Pesach on the 14th of Nisan and Pesach Sheni, which happens on the 14th of Iyar, a month later, for those who were Tamev, who were ritually unclean at the time of the first Pesach? So there are differences. The first one, the first Korban Pesach, at that time, there's a prohibition of that chametz, leaven products, cannot be seen or found in the house. You're not allowed to own any chametz. Whereas on Pesach Sheni, a month later, the owner has, who's bringing the Korban Pesach has both matzah and chametz inside the house. There's no prohibition of chametz on Pesach Sheni. Harishon to'un halel ba'chiloso. The first Korban Pesach, since it's a uh, proper full-blown chag, um, requires halel when you eat the Korban Pesach. You recite halel. Ba'chasheni, whereas at Pesachsheni, ain't a to'un halel ba'chiloso. It does not require halel, these songs of praise, these psalms of praise, to be recited while you eat it. However, um, there are similarities as well. Both this one and that one, both the Pesach Rishon and Pesach Sheni, both require you to recite Halil when you are making it, you know, when you're sprinkling the blood on the Mizbech in the temple, uh, they would recite Halil even on Pesach Sheni on the 14th of Iyar. And they are both eaten uh, roasted. Al Matzos Imrorim, together with Matzos and bitter herbs. Vidochin as a Shabbos, and both Pesach Rishon and Pesach Sheni, the, the, both of them push aside the laws of Shabbat in order to be able to sprinkle, offer them up and sprinkle the blood on the Mizbeach. Perk Tes, Mishnah Dalet, ninth chapter, fourth Mishnah. HaPesach Shebo Vetuma, a paschal sacrifice, that was brought in a state of Tumah, of uncleanliness. Remember, we've uh, said in the previous parak that if the Tzibur, if the majority of the people um, who'd come to offer up their Korban Pesach were Tameh, were richly impure, then they would bring the Korban Pesach even on the 14th of, um, of Nisan, they would bring it even in their state of impurity. But, however, this was only, um, this only applied to somebody who'd become through being in contact with a corpse, a dead body. However, lo yochlu mimenu zovin vizovos nidos vieldos. Other individuals who are tome, who are richly unclean for other reasons, not because of coming into contact with a dead corpse, but for example, a man who had an unnatural seminal flow, or a woman who had unnatural blood flow, not in her menstrual period. Nidos women who are, are going through a menstrual period, and Yeldos, those who've just given birth. So these uh, people are in a temporary state of Tumah. Those should not eat from that Korban Pesach, even though the Korban Pesach is being brought by people who are Tameh. The Heta, the um, permission for the majority of the public to bring their Korban Pesach, e- even in a state of Tumah, was only 
said in regarding to somebody who had become Tamei by being in contact with a dead body. But if they did eat it, they exempt from the stringent punishment of Kares, of being cut off from the world to come. Um, the, this is learnt out from the Pesukim, because um, that as long as people are eating it in a state of Tumah, and they were allowed to do so, therefore the stringency doesn't apply to those um, who are Tomei for another reason, if they ate it by mistake. Even though they're not supposed to, um, nevertheless they will they are let off the hook with regards to the stringent punishment. Rabbi Eliezer, Rabbi Eliezer went even further, and he said that in such a scenario, whereby they were bringing the Korban Pesach Betumah, the, the Tzibah, the public, the majority of the public were Tomei, and they were allowed to bring it in a state of uncleanliness, in such a scenario, Poiter Af Al he exempts these other individuals, these other individuals who had been Tamei, become unclean through other sources, through other reasons, they would are exempt from coming into the temple. Um, usually, someone who's Tamei, someone who's a Zav or a Zava, etc., would not allow to be to come into the temple and um, they would have to bring a, a korban for that. There, there was, it was a, considered to be a sin. But in this scenario where the temple was anyway open to um, people who were in a state of tumav, state of impurity, um, they learned again from the verses that the stringency of the, uh, of the punishment again did not apply to one of these individuals who happened to walk into the temple at that time. As it happens, we do not rule like this final opinion of Rabbi Eliezer, um, but we do rule like the first opinion in the Mishnah that they while they shouldn't be eating of the Korban Pesach, if they did, they are exempt.